Good afternoon, good morning, whatever time you are watching this. This is Beef State. I am Joe Wheel. Scott Wyman, unfortunately, is not here joining me. He is doing the Lord's work. He is coaching Thursday Night Lights. Uh, you know, can't say enough about him putting in that work like that. But hey, I wanted to come on, talk to you guys a little bit more about this upcoming Colorado uh, matchup. You know, honestly, milk this content for all it's worth. Uh, it's going to be a couple lean weeks here after Colorado. Uh, some... Uh, teams that probably don't get as many clicks as we're trying to build this channel and build this thing. So if you guys can hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, uh, we'd really appreciate it. Just takes a second out of your day. Uh, if you don't want to, that's fine. That's totally fine. I totally understand. Um, but we do have some news coming out of the Nebraska uh, football camp. Um, Jamari Butler and Nick Heinrich. Nick Henrich. I struggle with that between Heinrich and Harburg. Uh, Nick Henrich. Uh, linebackers for Nebraska will be available. Both missed the game against Minnesota. Um, you know, defense obviously played well without them. There's no doubt about that. But anytime you can get guys, especially when you're going to be going playing in Colorado at elevation, uh, that's going to be, you know, fantastic to have those guys back on the field. Um, I mean, anything you can have, just even just, you know, I'm not saying these guys are just going to be depth pieces, but if you just get, you know, even if they are just depth pieces, which they're not, but, you know, anything to stop that explosive Colorado offense, uh, you will absolutely take. And then Teddy Prohaska, presumably the left tackle, uh, is been, it seems cleared to play according to Matt Rule. Uh, we will see how much they, he actually plays. Um, but I mean, if you've watched the last few seasons with Teddy Prohaska, when he has been healthy and he has been in, which has been pretty sparse, it's that offensive line has felt very different. That offense that opens up so much for us. Uh, I mean, I feel far more confident going into a football game with Teddy Prohaskas playing football. Um, you know, it's this, this doesn't go into injury news, but Malachi Coleman, uh, crowd favorite, Lincoln native, uh, does appear to be, you know, making strides in camp. And it does seem like he might get some action at Colorado, which honestly is a huge surprise to me, not because he's not talented, not because he's not a burner. Um, I'm surprised that he didn't get any play that I'm aware of against Minnesota. And now, you know, it appears you know, going into a game that could have, you know, literally 10 million people watching, which is just insane to say. Uh, but that's the projections that I have <laughs> that I have been hearing uh, from the professionals which, you know, Colorado's game against TCU is seven, some million. Nebraska always does well in ratings. Yes, I know Nebraska's not been good at football, but their ratings uh, have been good on television. Uh, there's a reason they play Michigan or Ohio State or both every single year. Uh, the Big Ten loves those ratings. Uh, everyone loves those ratings. So that's why you're always seeing Nebraska in the primetime spots, um, if you're curious, uh, even though we have not been very good lately. Um so, I mean, really good news for Nebraska, you know, not necessarily game breaking uh, necessarily, but, you know, anytime you get guys back, especially with Isaiah, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda on the offensive ball going down for the season, unfortunately, you know, getting you know, anyone back. It's always I also think it provides, you know, a mental boost to have guys that have been around for a while back the rest of the team. You know, you get good vibes, get that energy going up. And I think the mental aspect of this for Nebraska is going to be huge. How does how do all these new players respond to losing a one score game? Uh, you know, we've seen this team honestly fail to respond after one score losses time and time again. You know, it's just it's felt like five, six years of just needing to get over the hump. So only 
second game in with Matt Rule. Can we see that happen? Um, you know, we shall see. Real quick here, I wanted to dive into the mental aspect of this game. You know, this is a thousand foot view, whatever you want to call it. You know, I don't, I'm not an insider. I'm not talking with anyone on the team, but you know, there's zero doubt from anyone who has watched Nebraska football. I mean, like a single Nebraska football game besides like a couple blowouts that Nebraska had, like one against Rutgers uh, and one against Northwestern. I'm talking over like five years. Like there's clearly been some mental block on this team. Uh, it doesn't take a super genius to see that, you know, going five and I think now 23 in one score games. Obviously, that's kind of out the window. Nebraska this season's 0-1 under Matt Rule, uh, under one score games. I don't think there's a reason to panic at all. You know, those kinds of things that we saw, the mistakes we saw Nebraska make, you know, those sometimes happen with a brand new head coach on the road. Sometimes you're, you know, Nebraska makes one less mistake. They beat uh, Minnesota. And I think they beat that, you know, you just take away one of those turnovers. Nebraska probably wins. You don't even need to eliminate half of them for Nebraska to win that game. And primarily we're self-inflicted. You know, there's some great plays by made by Minnesota uh, in the secondary or uh, that fumble that they got on Anthony Grant was a great play by the by the defensive fellow there. Um, but, you know, this has just been the question. It feels like forever, right? Five, six years. Can Nebraska do this? Can they get over that hump? Do they have the guys? Uh, Coach Rule said that he's not worried about it. He's not worried about the way they responded, uh, that they're going to respond. You know, I'm kind of happy that he brought up that Nebraska hasn't responded because they haven't, you know, in the past before he got here. Um, but, you know, brand new team mindset. Uh, how's Jeff Sims going to play? Obviously, he's a huge factor. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know Jeff Sims. I don't know how, you know, he takes things like that. Um, you know, our first experience with Jeff Sims certainly wasn't what he or any Nebraska fan wanted it to be. Um, but, you know, that was not, you know, that's not the average game for Jeff Sims. When you go back and look at his, yeah, he had a problem with turnovers at Georgia Tech. Uh, there was not a lot of, you know, one touchdown, three interception games. There was not a lot of that. Um, so, you know, can he come back stronger? Can this team just adjust, not have a bunch of self-inflicted wounds? Yeah, this this Colorado game is on the road. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of Nebraska fans there. You know, whether that's 60-40, which has been brought up, you know, I don't know. Either way, there's going to be a lot of, you know, Nebraska fans at Folsom Field. Uh, for I believe that this is the hundredth year of Colorado's uh, stadium, which is also Nebraska's hundredth year. I don't know how that. Sometimes that stuff kind of confuses me because I think, you know, has it been like a hundred years or has it been a hundred seasons? Where either way, both teams a hundred years uh, at their field. So, you know, it's kind of you know same expectations going into a game. Can Nebraska just get out of their own way? Uh, I hate to say it, but you hear it all the time. Can they? You know, will they stop snatching defeat from the jaws of victory? Uh, you know, we, we will find out very quickly here. So you have heard a lot, probably, if you're keeping your ear to the ground, uh, about the Nebraska-Colorado rivalry and how much that used to mean. And I, you know, I'm on the younger side of fans. Uh, I don't really remember. I I grew up knowing that that existed. I don't, I did not grow up knowing that, you know, this was... Uh, this huge, you know, I never quite felt the rivalry. It was always, it's always seemed like more of you know, Nebraska fans and like Colorado fans and vice versa. Um, and I just wanted to touch on, you know, does this like 
feel like a rivalry game. I don't know. I mean, there's animosity there. You know, the whenever you have to ask, I mean, I've heard Colorado players, I've heard Nebraska players in press conferences with the press asking them, hey, does this feel like a rivalry? I mean, if they're asking that, it doesn't feel like a rivalry. Um, you know, Nebraska has been very comp- complimentary. Uh, the coaches have. Uh, and I want to actually touch on that because I have heard some people kind of confused with how Nebraska coaches have talked about uh, Colorado. They have, you know, any anytime you play anyone, you're going to compliment them. Uh, but Nebraska's, you know, Matt Rule said before the rankings had come out that Nebraska, that Colorado was going to be a ranked team, which was accurate. And he said, hey, they're probably going to be a top 10 team. They probably should be. He said something to that effect. I saw a lot of people confused by that. Um, and not that I'm an expert or anything, but I just want to give you some insight into that because that was also, I want to say Evan Cooper, the secondary coach, also said something similar today or yesterday. And I just, when I've heard them say that, people say, seem very confused where they're like, yeah, I understand why Colorado you know, looked good. They played a lot better than people expected, but why are they, why is he giving them you know, a top 10 ranking this quickly? He's not saying that for the press. He's not, you know, He's not going out on a pro Deion Sanders campaign to the press trying to get Colorado to be ranked higher. He is talking to his team. He is trying to get his team, uh, at least in my opinion, he's trying to let Nebraska players know you need to really respect what this team did at TCU. And I think that that's a very good idea. You know, there was, you know, this team won one game last year. So obviously with the performance Colorado had and the, you know, national media, all that attention, Nebraska is not going to overlook Colorado. That, in my opinion, is just the coaching staff trying to reinforce, hey, this team's really good. Do not, you know, for a second, think that this is going to be easy because it's not. This is not going to be an easy game at all. Um, you know, I I could see this game. You know, I think Nebraska is going to win. Uh, I would not bet money on it per se, but I could see this game going, you know, a hundred different ways. This is not, you know, this is not a big 10 West game. This could be, you know, Colorado's throwing it all over the yard. Nebraska can't stop it. And Colorado blows Nebraska out. That's very possible. Nebraska could pound the rock. Colorado can't stop it. Uh, you know, they get too predictable in the past game. They can't run the football. They have trouble moving the ball and Nebraska blows Colorado out. Um, if it's a one score game, you know, we have seen the ability of Shadur Sanders to throw the football around the yard. Um, I don't super love our chances. Obviously, you know, the tainted history of the one score games, uh, as we all know that goes. Um, but this is not, you know, there is. It's that's kind of what coaches have to do, right? There's the old saying, you treat, you know, winners like losers, losers like winners. When you lose a game, you don't, you know, drill into your team. You guys need to be doing this better. You need you kind of need to build their confidence up, you know, I mean, it sounds like basic stuff for, you know, children, but, you know, players are humans, you know, you have to kind of, I imagine that, and, and this could be, you know, something that I'm not aware of at all, but there is some sort of message being sent when he says, hey, this is a top 10 team, you know, they should be treated as such. That's really what he's, at least in my opinion, that's what he's saying. We need to treat this team like a top 10 team. So he's not, I don't think he's, lying per se he just wants to get across how good this you know it's not he's not self-handicapping either he's not saying oh well if we lose uh that's basically like a top 10 team so you know there's uh 
there's no reason to be mad at me. It's a really good team. This, you know, is a genuine belief that this is, you know, it's would coach rule actually rate them as a top 10 team? Probably not. Or when we get to the season, um, but you know, Colorado, you know, they certainly have some holes on defense that we saw in week one, uh, to TCU play into their strengths probably. Um, but you know, this is, this is an exciting football game, right? This is, you know, these are two teams that combined for four wins last year, and we are heading towards potentially 10 million viewers watching this football game. I mean, that's just insane. And, you know, credit to Colorado, credit to Deion Sanders, what he's done there. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> this is just fun. This is college football. You don't get stuff like this in the NFL. You don't get, um, I mean, we don't get a lot of stuff like this in college football in general, but you know, college football has games, you know, sometimes you'll see this, you know, outside the FBS where there's just, you know, Hey, we're all going to watch, you know, some team you never heard of play some other team we never heard of. And we're all going to go all in on it. And I mean, it's not, this isn't at that level. These are two storied programs, but you know, you don't get just, I I think this is just going to be a lot of fun, you know, no matter who wins. Um, It's going to be really exciting. It's going to bring in a ton of viewers. And I think it's fantastic for college football.